Yesterday on Friday, and we are in studio on Saturday. It is all Vladimir Putin's fault. <laughs> Welcome to the Bushels and Barrels program. I am Ryan Peter, hanging out with my wife. Say hello, Jessica. Hello, Jessica. Bushels and Barrels on TikTok, where you know you can find me, Bushels and Barrels1 at gmail.com. Keep those emails coming. Yes. We're getting some good ones. Yes, we are. Some thought-provoking ones. Yes, we are. And we also just got a P.O. box this week. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because yeah. we're in the process of getting the, uh, the the official Bushels and Barrels program T-shirts or hoodies or whatever we wanted. Beer koozies. I have no idea. The, the, the ideas are endless yes. <laughs> of what we could do with this. But yeah, we're in the process of getting all that stuff uh, ready to go, and when we do, we will certainly let you know. Mm -hmm. So if you want to write the show, handwriting, letter, mail in, P.O. Box 127, Belmont, Illinois, 62811. There you go. Yeah, if you want to actually put ink to a paper and send it snail mail, yes, we will get it. That's it. Yeah. That's exactly. So... How's the week, how has the week been? Spring is around the corner. I just feel it. Oh, I just you do? Feel it. Yeah, I just have a feeling. I'm going to yeah. have to get ready to power wash the concrete and get it sealed off and make I was, it beautiful again. Mm -hmm. I, w I was looking at my farm notes yesterday. One year ago yesterday, I had almost all of my soybeans planted already. Mm. And start wow. and, and looking at to, to start planting some corn. What a difference a year makes. This year, I haven't <laughs> even hooked my planter up yet to my tractor. We are just stuck in this basically cold, you know, high of 55 to 65 almost every day, and then rain. Mm. Every 48 hours, it's got to rain. Mm. Sometimes an inch, sometimes three-tenths, and mm. everywhere in between. I mean, it just never dries out. Do you know that some people blame that on chemtrails? <laughs> oh, my God. You're talking about the white things that come... From behind a jet. Yeah. So there's a lot of people who buy into this conspiracy of these people are spraying us and spraying the environment and spraying the clouds with all this stuff to make it actually rain. So it's sunny for one day and then the next three days it's going to be rainy and cloudy because of these chem chemical trails They're, and behind all the, the jets. All it is is water vapor. Well, that's not what they're saying. So these jets, you know, if you, if you ever pay attention to a blue sky mm -hmm. and you see one of these jets go over... You'll see sometimes you see it, and then it'll disappear, and then five seconds later, it appears again. Yeah. So you're telling me the pilots <laughs> inside those planes is flipping a switch. That's what they're saying. Yeah, that's what they're saying. And I wonder why that five seconds, they didn't do it then. I don't know. I don't know. You know what I'm going to say? But to when those they cross over, they really freak out. They're like, are you guys seeing the chemtrails right now? <laughs> These people are stupid. Like, legitimately dumb. I don't believe it. I, I don't, don't believe it. I, it's, I know it's not a fact. Yeah. I think I think that you would have to be some sort of kind of uh, meteorologist or have some weather knowledge and some, like, some pilot knowledge. And aviation like, yeah, knowledge. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the word I was well, So So let me for. give you an example. There is this app called Flight Aware. Mm -hmm. You obviously know about it because... I look at it a lot. Because you're a pilot. Yeah, because yeah. sometimes whenever I see a plane go over, just for the fun of it, if I have time, hey, I wonder where that plane's going. You can get on yeah. FlightAware, has your location on it, 
you can pretty much look up and say, oh, well, that plane is flying at 35,000 feet and it's going to Cincinnati. And you can actually look up the registration, who owns it. Yeah. You know. Whether it's UPS, FedEx, mm-hmm. Delta, Southwest, whoever. Yeah. Where they're going, where they came from. Well, you know, what's funny is, so sometimes there are two planes above me, but I only see one. And mm-hmm. why do I see it? Because of the contrail, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll notice that maybe that plane is flying at 37,000 feet. Uh-huh. I see a contrail. Yes. But FlightAware is showing there is another plane relatively close to me uh-huh. and close to that plane, and I can't find it. You know why? Yes, I do. Because it's not putting out a contrail. Uh. You know what the difference between the two planes are? What's the difference? Altitude. The plane that's not putting out the contrail at certain times might be flying a little bit lower mm-hmm. or a little bit higher than the one I do see. Okay. So okay. it's all atmospheric conditions. Yeah. But... Or it's devious pilots. <laughs> no, if somebody in the were... nuclear button they have in the cockpit. Okay, so this past week we saw a military military helicopter fly over, and Cohen and Alden were here, and we were like, "Whoa, how cool!" They were fly- flying really low, yeah, and we could see it really well, and mm-hmm. it was just awesome. It was just cool to see it. Now, if I were to look on uh, FlightAware, would that plane or would that helicopter show up? No. Why is that? Military aircraft does not show up on FlightAware. Okay. None. Yeah. I know that, but I don't know yeah. how many listeners actually know that. Now, if so. you're a listener out there and you're familiar with FlightAware and I'm wrong mm-hmm. with that statement, let me know. But as far as I know, mm-hmm. I have never, ever seen a military aircraft on FlightAware. On FlightAware. It's always just been civilian. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. So, well, uh, I don't believe in the chemtrails, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So if you watch my TikTok, I got my finally got my lights put in that trailer uh-huh. uh, after pulling my hair out. And then if you watched <laughs> Mrs. Bushels and Barrels TikTok, you see that she had to stitch my video of me working really hard out in the shop and say that she needs me in the house and I should be in helping her with duct the, the dryer duct air works she, duct. She has no idea. She just thinks duct tape. No idea that duct is a thing. Well, I've never worked on air ducts. What is an air duct? Yeah. What is it and why is it? So I'm expected to clean, cook, understand recipes, and go grocery shopping, making sure that we're (laughs) we're living on some sort of a budget and clean the house. I'm supposed to know all of these things, and then I'm supposed to know what an air duct is and duct tape. I find that extremely hilarious. A a duct. (laughs) An air duct. No, it's a vent. No, it's a register. (sighs) But they come, all that air comes through a duct. So I learned a little bit. And did I fix it or what? Did I fix it? Yeah. 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 It, but I mean, it's yeah. like toilet cleaner. Well, I didn't know it was for the toilet. No. They, uh, duct tape is for ducts. I've never known. I've never used duct tape for anything. Okay. Really. I've never used it. I've never had the, you know, it's packing tape. I use packing tape for boxes that need to be shipped or whatever. Have you ever used caulk? <laughs> i have yes i have okay just wondered <laughs> oh yeah that, you funny. dirty people yeah. i'm caulk c-a-u-l-k come on <laughs> get your heads out of the gutter oh, gosh no i think i've got some uh i haven't used it on my painting plans yet but as far as i know I, i'm pretty sure that it like seals off really really good yeah. in the corners of like the trim and stuff so so as I jess was that. uh replacing the dryer vent yeah uh, and the, the duct the duct work yeah the duct work <laughs> she she was having to cut the old duct tape off 
of the duct work. Yes, I did. And yes. she has a battle scar from oh, doing that. Oh, I do. Yes. I uh, Explain to them what happened. What were uh, you using to cut it off with? I don't want to bore people with it, but I forgot oh, my scissors. Oh, this is not going to be boring. I forgot my scissors downstairs, and we have a water softener here, and I there's a knife there. It came with the house. Um, so I... I, sharp pocket I'm using, knife, very sharp. I'm using this knife to cut this uh, stuff, and I'm just going around it and getting it as as I can. I'm sawing a little bit, and I, I know knife 101, never point the knife at you. Well, I just got into a situation where it kind of got hung up, and I was yanking and pulling, and <laughs> and it slipped, <laughs> and it slipped. And where did it go? On my wrist, right in her <laughs> wrist, folks. It was tough, yeah. Like, yeah. In the spirit of Easter, she's mm-hmm. going to, on her left hand for the rest of her life, she will look like Jesus. Was, she will have a scar no, right there. No, not even close. Not even close. So but. she, uh, she's downstairs. Mind you, I'm outside in the shop. Yeah, Alden's I'm, outside playing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm in the middle of a precarious situation myself because I have a semi-trailer <laughs> that one of the legs didn't want to go down as I was pulling away from it. It is wanting to fall over. So I'm making sure that Alden is not even close to that trailer. Then here comes Jess. I need your help. Yeah. Oh, I need your help. <laughs> She's holding her arm. I, I didn't really take her that seriously. And I got out of the truck and she says, if I let my hand off my wrist, it's going to squirt everywhere. I was like, what did you do? She's like, oh, Ryan, I cut myself. So she goes in the house. I follow her in, obviously. I had to go get Alden because I didn't yeah. want him around that trailer. It's just a shit show. It was. Jess sits down and the sweat beads start coming out of her head. I was profusely sweating. Like, I mean... Picture a 95-degree day, blazing sunshine, standing out there. You know you know one of those days where you just stand there and sweat? That's exactly what she started looking like. Mm-hmm. And then she's sitting down, and she starts to lean sideways. I'm going to pass out. I'm going to throw up. Oh, I need, I, yeah. give me some ice. <laughs> just give me a bag of vegetables. I didn't see my life flash before my eyes, but I knew I was going down, and I think it was just because I saw that rush of blood on my wrist and i'm like oh my gosh i hit i hit something and it's coming in hot it's, yeah you it's thought gonna come out like slitting your wrist thing. Yeah, yeah i mean exactly it was right there in that spot it's rough oh, so man. as she slowly falls down <laughs> I, I, guys i shit you not she eventually passed out from this but you know me being a great husband i didn't call anybody i was just making sure she's still breathing and she completely passed out when she did her hand relaxed a little bit and i moved her hand you know, just to see if it was going to squirt out. Because remember, I'm holding pressure on my wrist yeah, she with thinks, my other hand. Yeah, like she's using her other hand as a tourniquet. <laughs> and I look at it, no blood, hardly at all. Huge cut, huge cut, like borderline needing stitches type cut. Yeah. No blood. Yeah. Just damn little blood. Yeah. And she finally comes to and yeah. then needs i called my dad and i asked him i said i said dad can you uh can you stitch my hand and he's like i'm not stitching your hand my dad's a veterinarian i've seen his incision lines versus some other surgeons and he's he's very particular and very straight with his incisions and um so i'm like ryan i'm not going to the emergency room we're calling my dad my dad's he's not going to make me wear a mask and they're not going to put me in a psych ward if i go see my dad yeah that's the whole that's the whole reason like because when she came back, too, she's like, I'm going to throw up. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. throw up. Well, hey, my blood sugar's really low. Give me a sugar cookie. <laughs> That's exactly right. Just, just a shit show, folks. Oh, it was, and I was fine, and then I was laughing really hard. The ro- dog ran away down the road. Our neighbor brought him back as we were walking outside to find the dog. <laughs> it's just, 
You, you just never can tell which way your life is going to go at any certain moment around this farm. Yeah, it was a tough, tough deal. But anyways, two days later, I recovered and got got the air duct working again. <laughs> now I know what duct tape is for. Now now I know why you can't really use a clamp on the other end of the duct work. I mean, you can, but now I know why it was all taped off and looked pretty shady. Sure. <laughs> it looked pretty shady. It still does. <laughs> but we got it worked. Does it work? It works. It works good. All right. Well, where do you want to go from here? Well, I listened to Tony and Nick's podcast, uh, Tony Reed and Nick McCormick. The Straightforward Forming Podcast. Yeah. So I listened to that earlier this week and they were talking about the differences in diesel and then, um, and I don't understand all that. I don't, I don't know the tractor models they're talking about. I have no idea. Sure. So it's very hard for me to like catch on to what they're talking about, but that's okay. I listened in and they were talking about diesel and the windmills and the bald eagles and did you hear about the company esi energy who pled guilty to blunt force trauma of 150 eagles no yeah from windmills from windmills knocking them out Mm -hmm. wow yeah so since 2012 they've killed 150 eagles and they are forced to pay eight million dollars in fees because of this but, um, How's those windmills working also, out for you? <laughs> they also follow, they have to follow a um, Eagle management plan. And they have to, they agreed to spend $27 million on measures to, quote, minima, minimalize, uh, minimize. minimize Eagle deaths. So, Tony. I wonder how that was, works. He was talking about this and he said, you know what? I think we should put up a no-fly zone. <laughs> <laughs> For the Eagles. And this is so ironic. I think this is so ironic and funny because it is green energy. And then you've got this green endangered species problem. And so now these two green ideas are butting heads. Well, yes. It's all just a big scam. It is. (laughs) You're exactly right. So I I, I found that very funny and interesting. I found the article about this um, energy energy company. And it's very, it's just... It's just ironic, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Well, well, okay, so you're sitting here talking about, and this is great. This just leads right into a story that I just printed off Epoch Mm -hmm. Times. Okay. So you you have two liberal factions of society start butting their heads against each other. Number one, save birds, Uh which, I mean, I love a bald eagle. Sure. Those things are majestic. Tony does not. He thinks that they're just, they're useless. Uh, well, I think they're awesome. <laughs> whenever whenever they take off and fly, there's a big bird. It's huge. It's, we, be- it's a beautiful sight. We have a few that live down yeah, here. Yeah. They don't bother me. Mm-hmm. I hate spatsies. I hate spatsies. I, I hate spatsies. Blackbirds, sparrows. Oh, okay. I hate all them. You know, they just shit all over everything. Okay. A bald eagle never shits on anything of mine anyway. And it just, it's a nice... But anyway, back to what I say. You have two liberal factions going at it. Uh-huh. You have animal rights activists that vying for the bald eagle versus right. the the greenies mm-hmm. and, and the climate change zealots going yeah. against each other. This brings me to a headline I read. The safety of meatless burgers, oh. nuggets, and sausages questioned. Oh, my gosh. So in this study, it goes on to say, uh, while plant-based products have been entering consumer markets on an unprecedented scale, an analysis of the level of additives of, listen to me, salt, genetically modified organisms, liberals hate GMOs, Mm -hmm. hate GMOs, and allergens and meatless alternatives has made researchers question the ultimate safety of the product. So here we go. 
you got your animal rights activist who doesn't want a cow or a pig or a chicken to ever die and end up in a human belly, right? Mm -hmm. Even though nature, that's that's the way it's supposed to be. God put those animals on this earth for that reason. And in nature, (laughs) it happens all the time. Right. It's okay if a coyote attacks the cow and eats it. That's fine. That's nature working. But us (laughs) using the same cow, nope. So you have your environmentalist uh, animal rights zealots arguing against your non-GMO environmentalist zealots. It's just funny. These liberals, they don't know what side of anything to stand on. Mm -mm. You always end up by all their regulations and all their signaling of you got to do this in order to be safe, to take care of the environment. Mm -hmm. It It just doesn't take long. And these people just start butting heads Mm -hmm. and and meatless burgers. There you go. Yuck. Yuck. (laughs) You will never catch me eating a meatless burger. Are you sure? Well, think about this, though. Like, the non-GMOs, or the GMOs. Most of these burgers are soy burgers, are based primarily on soy. Yeah. Soy, soybeans. Uh-huh. GMO product. All of them are Roundup Ready. Yeah. Now All you got, of them? Now you, very, very few. There are still a handful of people that raise non-GMO beans, but just a handful. So what is this whole non-GMO? Because there's this there's this whole movement of do not eat GMO food. Do not eat bio-engineered um, yeah, food. Yeah, they, they think that by humans injecting a gene into a seed, mm-hmm. somehow or another, that's going to be bad. Well, isn't it? Like, how do you, like, okay, so take the vax jab that we talk about. Um, isn't that injecting some kind of gene engineered i don't know anything i don't know about the vax and like the genes in the vax or the dna or mrna i don't know all i can do is report and read Mm -hmm. about what we find out about that and that's the reason i'm not real jacked about the vax okay okay but as for a soybean all we did in that in that case right there Uh this is my opinion but it looks to me like all we did by injecting this gene into a soybean is something that could probably happen naturally if that soybean crossed with this other plant somehow or another, and that gene ended up in the soybean. That stuff happens all the time. That's where like genet- genetic mutations and the adding of mm-hmm. genes or or the uh, a plant that loses a gene. Mm-hmm. So you're speeding up the technology behind We're something, speeding up that Mother would, Nature. something that would have already taken place. Not Maybe, already. But something that something might that take, take fu- pl- place in the future. Okay. Okay. We're just speeding it up. Yeah, I gotcha. So something that may, when you say Roundup Ready, can you explain that to people who are not farmers? Because there's some non-farmers. Well, like Roundup is a chemical you buy at Rule King or, uh-huh. or Tractor Supply, wherever. Walmart kills grass. Bean is a broadleaf. And it doesn't kill. So it doesn't kill. the. But if you don't have a genetically modified bean, the Roundup will kill the bean. Why is that? Because it's a broadleaf. Roundup kills everything. Oh, okay. Okay. It well, kills everything. It, it used to. Okay. Doesn't anymore. <laughs> now it's virtually it just, worthless. It makes it makes things pretty angry. When you, yeah, when it's you spray just it. it's one of those deals. It just kills everything. It used okay. to kill everything. Okay. So okay. it would kill a soybean until they got this gene in it. Uh huh. Now it doesn't kill the soybean. It says I am stronger than Roundup, and now you can spray your entire fields, keep the weeds down, but yeah. not not kill your plants. Right. Okay. So that's all that means. Yeah. You know the same Roundup that now every morning on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lawsuit going around. If you've been around. exposed to Roundup. <laughs> Folks, I've been exposed to Roundup for 35 years. Yeah. <laughs> I'm alive and well. And if you ever get cancer, I'm giving you ivermectin. Okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> if I ever get cancer, I got another story of, that I got off Epoch Times. Okay. You need to get more vitamin D. Mm-hmm. 
Did you know this? I did. Wow. Yeah. How did you know this? Well, because of my research dur- during this whole pandemic thing that's happening, I've just been reading on vitamin D and vitamin C in high doses and how they are um, they are anti-carcinogenic. Is that is that the word? Is that the word yeah, I'm looking I, for? I don't know. Yeah. Um, they're anti-cancer causing or kills the cells that actually create. So if you, if you do some research, you take a high quality vitamin D and vitamin C um, and other things too. And that's why I said ivermectin, if you ever get cancer, like we're going to look into homeopathic or um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly or not, but we, we will look into different therapies other than just chemo and and radiation. Sure. Mm -hmm. Because I, I believe that there are things in our atmosphere, in our world that, you know, create cancers and, I believe that there are natural, natural ways to heal things like that. So yeah. that's my, that's my viewpoint. And that's how I know. Well, the headline <laughs> of this story is vitamin D, the Pac-Man of viruses, bacterial infections, and cancer cells. Mm-hmm. The Pac-Man. In other words, it eats it, right? Yeah. Remember the old game Pac? Did you have an Atari growing up? No. Yeah. Pac-Man was awesome. But I know what Pac-Man is. <laughs> but I, I found this very interesting in this story. It said, uh, you would think that since the sun shines on all of us, there wouldn't be a lack of vitamin D. But for many reasons, this simply isn't the case. For those who are housebound or live at latitudes too far from the equator, getting enough natural vitamin D can be problematic. And for those who use sunscreens, they're missing out on a chance for the body to produce this precious steroid as sunscreen blocks the body's ability to produce, produce vitamin D. Have you ever heard of the shadow rule? No. Uh-uh. The shadow rule is you make more vitamin D when you are taller than your shadow. Wow. I thought that was kind of neat. Well, you know, it only makes sense because in the summertime, you don't see the flus. You don't see the, the colds, the sicknesses that go around like in the wintertime because you're always in the house. You're always. That's why I make a point to go outside with Alden in the winter to get him a little bit, even if it's yeah. for five and 10 minutes. And sometimes I don't do that. I don't do it every day. I don't, I'm not great at it, but at the same time, like sunscreen, I think it's good to protect your skin from getting blistered and burned. But at the same time, I don't use like a hundred SPF on anybody in this house. Yeah. Because I think some, the sun is good for you. Of course. Yeah. Well, the story goes on to say, you're fooling yourself if you think that by sitting indoors, like near a sunny window or driving in the car on a sunny day is enough to increase your levels levels of vitamin D. <laughs> window glass blocks UVB ultraviolet light. The last one. You ready? Uh-huh. You really need to be outdoors exposing as much skin as possible. possible. Let's get naked. Skinny dipping all <laughs> summer. Oh, don't drive by. Yeah, stay away. <laughs> Oh shoot! No, I th- I believe that is a hundred percent accurate. That is that's fantastic. And you know what? If you actually think about it, you sit down and you're like, well, what about all the sunscreen? You're going to get sun cancer. You've got these UVA shirts and the and the UVB and tanning beds are bad and blah blah blah. Well, if you actually think about it, it's a whole market. Yeah, uh, sunscreen is a market. You've got the baby, you've got the sensitive skin, you've got all this stuff. Sure, sure. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I agree. Going out and getting burnt to a crisp is probably not a good thing. I mean, this goes with anything. Everything is good in moderation. Yeah. You got to figure out what that moderation is. But I mean, Mm -hmm. it just seems to me like nowadays you have so many people living on, at least in America, Mm -hmm. that just think the sun, you, you can't even go outside without sunscreen on. Yeah, exactly. I never wear sunscreen <laughs> except for whenever we're swimming, you know, yeah. and I know that I'm just going to be out all day long. Mm-hmm. Day-to-day life, farming, mm-hmm. in all honesty, I'm not in the direct sunlight a whole lot. Yeah. I don't walk bean fields 
plucking weeds out. Mm-hmm. I'm in a sprayer. You know, I'm in a pickup truck or a tractor. Mm-hmm. I know. I do spray the top of your head and your shoulders and your neck because that seems to be where you get burned. When we're swimming. Yes. When you're swimming. Yeah. I'll spray it with like 35 SPF. Sure. And I use 35, 45 on Alden also. And he's three. And I've used that on him since he was a baby because I believe that sun is good. Yes. So I don't, I don't buy into the whole... Yeah. I mean, and people that have had the skin cancers removed and stuff, I believe that there's that's out there. But I mean, I think that we can we can avoid some of it too. Yeah, yeah, and fight back with vitamin D. <laughs> so uh, I give I also give vitamin D to Alden in his like um, elderberry during the winter time and stuff. And it, I yeah, I, I believe that giving him that extra vitamin D. Fun fact mm-hmm. about this vitamin D stuff. Also in this, and I didn't print this part off. Did you know that mushrooms, you can set a mushroom in the sun for 15 minutes and it actually absorbs the vitamin D from, or somehow or another, uh-huh. it, it puts vitamin D into the mushroom and then you just eat the mushroom. You get a hell of a lot of vitamin D that way. Okay. I love mushrooms. I would have to like hold my nose and like swallow it whole. Why? You don't like mushrooms? I do not like to chew this on com- mushrooms. This is a, this is a very... Uh, this coming from the woman who now, this past week or two weeks, has been drinking lemon juice and apple cider vinegar. <laughs> and you're telling me you don't like <laughs> mushrooms? I've been, doing Yuck. A, I've been doing a belly detox, people, so... <laughs> Just saying, I have a lot less bloating going on. Yeah. <laughs> Just in case you wanted to know. And a lot dirtier no, underwear. Oh, gross, Ryan. <laughs> Anyways, I, no, I, I don't like the texture of mushrooms or the taste or smell of them. Like cream of mushroom just kind of just bleh. Yeah. But I cook with it. I do. Okay. I do cook with it. Anyways, moving on. Where else you want to go? <laughs> so, um... I had some conversations with furries. Like, I don't think that it was actually. Did I hear furries? Yes, you did. <laughs> that scared you, didn't it? It did. I, it came out of nowhere. <laughs> so we got a furries update. Yeah. That, you know, that is. This furries thing is something that's really taken off. It really has, yeah. Because I think it's 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 closer to home than a lot of people know of, and and maybe we're bringing it to people's attention, and maybe they're like, oh my gosh, that's what that is. So um, last night I talked to two different moms who were like, anytime my kid starts meowing or barking, I'm like, shut it up. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> like we're not pretending to be an animal today because they're just you know they're they're just on board with the whole anti furries thing. So right. Um, that was really, it was really kind of a funny conversation because I'm like, you are not going to believe this commercial that came on my television when I was sitting right there. And I don't know what channel it was on, but it was a Barbie commercial. Oh, that's right. Oh my gosh. Do you have that? Do you I, have that, Mr. I, Producer? I do. Do you, oh, Mr. Producer? Yeah. <laughs> it's like the Mark Levin show. <laughs> Cue that up, Mr. Producer. Yeah. Do you have it? Yeah, you want me to play it? Yeah, do All right. that. Here, here is the Barbie commercial. And then I'll explain the it. The sound quality is just a little bit, it's not perfect. Because but. I recorded it, I will upload it to, to our Telegram channel, which now we're up to 25 viewers, but I will I will upload the actual video and commercial to our channel there. So if you want to see it, you can see it, but right here we can, I recorded yeah. it in our living room. Here, Here's the Barbie commercial. Barbie 
cutie reveal. Yeah. So what it is, is it's a furry that <laughs> they have the head dress, like the cat or mouse or dog head. And then they have a, a full body suit of just like a furry, like you would see right. at these furry conventions. So I don't know if it's our TV listening to us, which could be a possibility. But this commercial comes on and I'm like, do what? During, while well, Alden's watching Paw Patrol or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah, and Paw yeah. Patrol is basically one of the only... Um, cartoons. Cartoons. <laughs> that Come is. on now. I know. It is one of the only cartoons I allow him to watch. The only thing that I find wrong with Paw Patrol is the AI, the amount of automated stuff that's in there, like the robots and stuff. But anyway, this commercial comes on and I'm like, what is that? That's a commercial for a furry. And at the end of it, it says, be who you want to be. Yeah. In letters, <laughs> it says, be who you want to be. Yeah. And at the end of that, it's it's like, okay, so then undress your Barbie and then put real clothes on. And You know, used to be, be whenever, be. used to be whenever you heard that phrase, be who you want to be. It meant whether you're black, white, boy, girl, American, Asian, European, whoever, be who you want to be. In other words, you can be an auto mechanic if you want. You mm-hmm. can be an athlete if you want. You can be a doctor or a lawyer. You can be a farmer. Be who you want to be. Like, mm-hmm. it was a positive slogan. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, it reminds me of the slogan that, I don't know which branch of military used it, but it was, be all you can be. Was that That was Army, army I'm pretty okay. sure. Army. Well, be all you can be, meaning you can be a doctor in the Army. You can be a mechanic, an engineer in the Army. Be all you can be. Yes. Take yourself to that potential. Yeah. So, I... Yeah, so that was that was very uh, disturbing. It is a real commercial. It is out there. It is Barbie. Sure. So sure. And then going back to that, and the did you hear about the Oklahoma and Florida abortion bills that were signed this past week? Uh, b- basically, in Oklahoma, they've made it illegal to give an abortion, right? Yes, unless the only exception they have is for moms who are in emergency. Like if the mom's health is in peril. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's the only exception that they have. Now in Florida, DeSantis signed a bill that says you cannot have an abortion after 15 weeks. And I, I love Ron DeSantis. I think he he stands for America first policies. He stands for um, America, you know, first period. And um, you see that with all the, all the things that he's doing and has done and during the pandemic. And he was one of the only free states that we had. So he signs this bill after 15 weeks, it's illegal, but why not at zero weeks? I know. I don't understand. I don't, I don't get that either. So this, this is what makes me question him. In, in this stance alone. And going back to what we were talking about last week and Trump's accomplishments and him being the most pro-life president, I believe that if we stand for life, we will be blessed because standing for life alone is a godly, I, I, it's a godly principle. It's a so, very Christian thing to do. Yeah. So I just, I don't understand why it's after 15 weeks because that baby is a baby period. Yes. At conception. It just reminds me of the genetic testing. Like, okay, well, I I don't know when you have the genetic testing or if you have it immediately, but like, then you can make your mind up. And if you're at 14 weeks or 13 weeks, you can abort this baby. If you, so that's where my mind goes to whenever it's like up to 15 weeks, you can get one. Why? So then that just tells you the most dangerous time of any kid any kids life 15, is the first 15 weeks after conception. Mm. Yeah. I, that's I don't the understand most, that. That's when they're most likely to die. Statistically. I'm not saying that it's not a win. All I'm saying is 
why didn't DeSantis get rid of like from conception and on? We yeah, are I, banning abortion. In I our don't state. know. I don't Jeremy, either. do you have any idea? Jeremy yeah. down in Panama City, maybe he could yeah. tell me. Mm-hmm. And I haven't looked into that bill and or or leading up to it, what was caused. Or maybe that was all that was proposed. I don't know. But shame yeah. on them for not going all the way from conception. But that's my opinion. And um, I believe if we stand for life, we will be blessed. That's what I believe. Right. Hey, so. is uh, is Leah Thomas still a boy? <laughs> she is still a boy. We're getting more requests for T-shirts. So I've got the order put in what kind of T-shirts I actually want to order that are made in America, made in the USA well, and, the reason uh, I ask this okay. is not for merch. Oh, okay. <laughs> the reason I ask this is of on course. Victory Channel this past week, they had one hell of an advertisement mm-hmm. about womanhood. Yes. Let's listen to it. Okay. What is a woman? Is a woman a history of achievements quickly being erased? Is a woman a feminine force of nature? Is a woman a sister, a daughter, a mother? Is a woman the wonder of childbirth? Is a woman a caregiver? Is a woman a warrior who fought for her place? Is that now being taken away? soon to be forgotten is that not worth protecting because we believe that womanhood is a birthright i think that was and to watch the commercial go with those words Mm -hmm. showed superior female athletes Mm -hmm. uh women who've been very very successful in life Mm -hmm. stood up for women's rights right voting rights everything everything yeah so, a woman having a baby and nursing her baby in a hospital bed. and Could you post that you one know. to Telegram? I can try to, yeah. Um, the, I tried to actually find the YouTube clip. It's called, the company is eGuard Watch, Watches. And um, I could I can try to find that on YouTube. I They have very conservative things out there, but I can't find, I can't find that one out there. And I bet it's because it goes against the the standards well, we ought to, but i will try it we yeah, ought to I try it. that it's just it's a great commercial and mm-hmm. with the mainstream media just shoving transgender shit down our throat mm-hmm. that that was a powerful breath of fresh air there's good things happening yes it just takes yes. a while for good people to yeah. to get off their duff and say okay well this is enough is enough mm-hmm. and i'm hoping this this trend right here continues and yeah. we'll, we'll see more commercials just like this eGuard watch commercial yeah it's a watch company so you remember last week, whenever we were talking about Governor Greg Abbott in Texas was going to send the immigrants to Washington, D.C.? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess the third bus carrying illegal immigrants from Texas arrived in Washington this week. So that would make awesome. three of them. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, I guess one of Biden's top immigration enforcement officials uh, said that busing for the first time on Thursday, asserting Texas officials were moving the immigrants, quote unquote, without adequately adequately coordinating with the federal government and local border communities any assistance from states in maintaining safe orderly and humane immigration processes should be carefully coordinated with us (laughs) so well i like maintaining safe and orderly and humane those are great processes how about a legal process right instead of illegal yeah 
How come? How come the, the, this Chris Magnus, the Commission of U.S. Customs and Border Protection, didn't mention anything about legal processes? Because it's illegal. And this is the problem. And you know, you read more and more stories of once Title Forty Two is repealed here in mid-May, mm-hmm. of eighteen thousand per day coming across the southern people. That's a lot of people. Yeah, that is a lot of people. A day. And you know what? I wonder. I bet these these people are actually going to places that are. Just not on the map for the mainstream media. You yeah, know, I bet I, they're in these small rural towns like ours, and I. We're, you're gonna in no matter where you're at listening to this, you are going to catch the overflow of this. Yeah, yeah. There's I just no that. way around it. I just hope these people work. Yeah, because that's what we need really bad. You know, I uh, I've been working on an oil well, and I've needed some new rods. Okay, mm-hmm. rods are like three dollars a foot. Two years ago, they were like a buck. Okay. So the basically they tripled in value. Yes. So I started asking my supplier, I was like, how come, what has happened here? Why, what's causing all this to go up? He says, well, I talked to the manufacturer. The manufacturer's got 20 semi-loads of rods sitting at their factory right now. Waiting to be moved? Yeah, waiting to be moved. No three drivers? Year, three years, pre-COVID, they had drivers for all 26 semis. Uh-huh. Now they have four. My goodness. And they cannot find CDL drivers. You know, this makes me wonder. We ha- we've we had this discussion here to probably two weeks in a row, an ongoing discussion about where are the workers? Yeah, where did they go? Where did they go? Like, have they, have, have they left the workforce because they are retired? Or are they out there on unemployment? Or did they leave their job because of a mandate? Where, Who where, knows? Where did they go? Are we in a... I don't know, employment gap, uh, an actual gap of workers. Yeah, yeah. Are they at home with their mom and dad because mom and dad are taking care of things? Where are they? That is a great question. Everybody wants to know. Three years ago, we had employees. And I I don't mean just us in our business. I mean, America Mm -hmm. had employees, people that would work. You know, I was just reading a story in the Christian Science Monitor this morning. uh, North Dakota, where a hell of a lot of oil is produced. Mm Okay, okay. They're off 25% from three years ago, how much oil they're producing. And the number one reason they said is they cannot get people back up there to to run rigs. Yeah. I remember when that first boom happened, like getting people there was pretty easy. This is life changing. It's going to, we're, our family's going to make a lot of money. We're going to go and make this move. And then maybe we'll come back after the boom is over. Right. You know, during the Obama era, era. Error. <laughs> it was an error. <laughs> but I, I, I'm, I'm curious. I'm honestly curious about where the people are. Is this something that we're running into where we have these professional students where they're all in, they are all in college or higher education, getting PhDs? Are they being trained to be psychological people in the workforce that aren't, aren't actually doing anything? That's... Great question. Or are they at home because mom and dad is taking care of their 30-year-old? Living in mom's basement I, yeah. at, at 30 years old. Yeah. Are they working from home? Are they... Well, if they're working, working then they're working. But uh, because of the, the COVID and the mandates and the home mandates, and there was this push for at-home work. Right. Like you can, you can actually work from home. So you don't have to go anywhere. You don't have gas expenses. You don't have any of these expenses. And you can work from home at your computer as long as you have internet. But let's face it. Those are all office jobs. Right. Like what? Because, Where are the guys that drive trucks? Where did they all know. go? I don't know. 
I don't know. It's a great question. Where did the electricians go and the plumbers and the carpenters? Mm -hmm. Where did all these people go? I think there's been a push for so long. And it actually brings me to like the, uh, (laughs) this is going to sound crazy, but the abortion issue with like all of these people in, in, um, in the thought process of, well, I'm not going to have kids because it's better to just not have kids. I can just work and then just live my own life and be this person, you know, and not have a family. So therefore, I mean, is this now dwindling down our population, our workforce, period? Yeah, but see, I, I understand where you're coming from there. But that wouldn't have just taken over the last three years. But there's been, I mean, there's been a push for abortion ever since Roe v. Wade. Yeah, but and we've still had people that worked. Millions of babies, though, have been aborted. Therefore, that is less on our population. That People are not... I get that. Producing people. (laughs) But I don't know necessarily that you can make that direct connection right there. We've just aborted all our population away. Well, I'm not saying. Because we had the population three years ago. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that necessarily, but it could be contributing to the entire problem. Maybe. I don't know. This is just my, I just think that there's a bigger plan out there somewhere. (laughs) And then you've got all of this push for college of, you know, getting your underwater basket weaving degree. And then you're expecting to make 60 and 70 and 80,000 whenever you graduate college. And then all of a sudden they're not doing that. So they're just going to stay home or they're going to continue their education. Well, yeah. Okay. This brings up another good topic. Okay. That I've thought about. We ought to tackle sometime. I don't know if I'm ready to dive into it completely right now i can't stand college right and i went to college right and my 17 year old has no interest in it Mm -hmm. and i'm fine with that right now trade school all about that but you know whenever my 17 year old says i i don't want to go to college i don't want to go to junior college i don't want to go to a university i don't want any of that i'm perfectly cool with it now 25 years ago well 40 25 years ago yeah, I'm 42. Mm-hmm. If I would have told that to my mom and dad, it'd have been no hell no. You're going to college, mm-hmm. and now as liberal as all these universities has become, why do I want to send my son and pay a hundred thousand dollars for him to learn that Leah Thomas can be a girl if she wants to be? Yeah, yeah. If, if you're if you to. suck at swimming on the men's team, just join the the women's team. Yeah. Why do I need to send my kid and and pay? mind you to pay mm-hmm. to have that shit shoved down his throat and that you just need to be okay with watching two guys kiss mm-hmm. and, and and if you don't like it you're the problem right right you know another <laughs> going to this not to like beat the horse like just we've pounded the subject into the ground i feel like leah thomas subject but think about if, if, if Alden, he's three years old and he is a boy, he was born a boy, he will always be a boy. Think about trying to explain a lie and a truth to a three-year-old. What is a lie and what is the truth? And if that three-year-old can't differentiate between a lie and a truth, which is hard to do, especially whenever they first turn three, they don't understand that. Well, now his stories are becoming more elaborate and stuff. Well, I have to tell him, well, that's not actually the true story. This is the true story. Right. And so I have to try to differentiate. Try t- <laughs> did did Leah Thomas like not get that education yeah, I, of, I, of truth and non-truth? Because how can how can one be a truth teller or even know anything right from wrong or black is black and white is white? Like 
it's it's all just am I under am I making sense at all? No, like, I get that. Yeah, because some things are true and some things are not. Well, Leah Thomas is a boy. a boy. I tell the truth. Yeah, and but somehow or another, you have a bunch of absolute morons, dipshits that say out you, here. You go. go ahead. You can't call him a boy. Yeah. Screw you. You yeah. want to bet? Yeah. He's that's a boy. That's kind of. Did like, you see him with his bathing suit on? He's a boy. <laughs> yeah. He has two potatoes and a sausage. <laughs> Okay. He is a boy. <laughs> yes. Yes, he is. But see, why do I want to send my son, either mm-hmm. of them, to a damn college? Mm-hmm. You want a good degree, from what I just reported regarding these rods mm-hmm. and 26 semis sitting there and only four drivers? Sounds to me like you want a good living. Go get a CDL. Absolutely. I agree with that. 150%. That's I mean, possible. Get it, and, if you want, and if you want to make a little bit more money... But take on a little bit of risk. Go buy a semi after you get a CDL. Buy two or three of them. See if you can find some other people to drive for you. Mm-hmm. There's a hell of a demand. Mm-hmm. And you could almost, almost name your price right now. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and going and get your CDL, you're not going to walk out with uh, $100,000 in student debt loans. That's true. That's true. And now you have to actually take the courses that they want you to take. Well, so yeah, that's gonna yes, happen. yes. I bet you those courses probably aren't two, $3,000. Right. I would say five max. Five max. Depending on where you're at. Yeah. Okay. You get your CDL. You walk straight out of that classroom. You can get straight into a truck and start making a buck a mile driving. Mm-hmm. Well, let's do some quick math. If your average speed was 60 miles an hour, you're making $60 an hour. Mm. I mean, that's simple math. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's driving somebody else's vehicle. They're putting the diesel in it. They're repairing it. All mm-hmm. you're doing is holding the steering wheel. Yeah. Now, do you give some stuff up whenever you get into situations like that? Yeah. You might not be home a whole lot. Yeah. And I know that sucks for a lot of people. And being home is important. People would ask me, do you want to do it? Well, no. And that's the reason I'm not an over-the-road truck driver. Although I have said before, <laughs> before I'm completely done with life for six months, I'd like to be a truck driver. Yeah. Just to get out and see the world. You could never do that, though. Because I can't poop in a public restroom. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so true. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'd I'd, I'd have to take a five-gallon bucket and look for the weeds. Oh, okay. All right. (laughs) Yuck. (laughs) Yuck. Oh my gosh. No, that still doesn't, it still doesn't, it doesn't solve the issue of this worker shortage thing going on right now that we're seeing all over. Right. You know, I, I just don't know. I don't know. Now, as I say, as I say, I hate college. If you want to be a lawyer or a doctor, in my opinion, those are trades. Mm-hmm. Those are specific trades. You have to go learn the trade. Well, I think it's bullshit that you got to go there and listen and and take classes that cost money, like music appreciation. Mm-hmm. If you want to go be an economist, right? You know, which is what I had to do. I had to take music appreciation and comp. 207 and all kinds of stuff that like I knew that I would never use, but you got to have those classes. So you're (laughs) well-rounded. Well, nowadays, well-rounded means accepting all this woke crap. Yeah. And I'm not going to, I'm not paying to do it. And it was hard for me to be in college just not even 10 years ago. It was hard for me to be in college and sit there with a conservative, with conservative values in Southern Illinois. Right. That's, I mean, and that's a pretty conservative area. Now, Carbondale's not as, you know, a group group speaking but as far as like the area of southern illinois it's a pretty conservative area yeah Yeah. Um, a lot of unions but at the same time yeah that college is just that's a different it's a different world and you know another thing that's just a real kick in the nuts to college graduates nowadays they go get let's say they get their four-year degree and let's say they walk out of there with seventy five thousand 
to $100,000 worth of student loans, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Then they go out and they start applying for jobs. And, you know, as an employer, what do all employers look for? Obviously, if... Skill? Experience? Experience. References? Obviously, <laughs> if you have... That's the other thing I just don't get. Me and another guy were talking about that this week. Uh, he, he went to college, graduated to the deg- agribusiness economics degree. And Wabash Valley Service Company, which is our local co-op, for him to be a crop specialist, they require just don't even apply for the job if you don't have a four-year degree. And I cannot tell you, and him and I both agree on this, I cannot tell you how stupid that is. Absolutely. Stupid. Yeah. So, you, so you're telling me, what Wabash Valley Service Company is telling me by is if you, you could be from downtown Chicago, call a combine a tractor and a tractor a combine. Mm-hmm. Not have any idea, but you have that degree. Mm-hmm. They would hire you over some kid who didn't quite have the opportunity to farm, mm-hmm. but has been around farm equipment, understands uh, seed, genetics, chemicals, fertilizers. The seasons of the farming. <laughs> yeah. Who understands the business, but he's just not eligible to go work there because he didn't have a four-year degree. That's bullshit. See, I think we're going to see a shift in this here in the next five years, if not sooner. Um, they're going to have to lower their requirements because there are people out there that do have the experience and the knowledge, just not the education, quote, yeah. education, to yeah. back it up. It's, that's that's another thing about a damn college degree that I just mm-hmm. can't get over. It gives these students, many of them, a, some sense of entitlement. Absolutely, I, it does. Just because I have a four-year degree, I am entitled to $10,000 a year more yeah. than the guy right beside me. No, it doesn't. Yeah. You still don't know shit from Shinola until you get out there and start doing your job. Absolutely. And learning how it's done. Absolutely. Guys, little secret, I didn't take one single class for oil production any time in my life. And you've made it in the oil and I've made it in the oil business. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All I did was studied and studied and studied and studied and read stuff and talked to people and then jumped in and did it. That's all it takes to be successful. Yeah. Knowing when to use addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division. You do that, apply some common sense and apply yourself. Mm -hmm. You don't need a college degree to do really well. Mm -hmm. I wish you would have taken a construction class. Uh, Why? So that you could build a pergola for me. How about I take my money that I make in the oil industry and hire somebody to do it? I wish you <laughs> Tell everybody what a pergola is, because I didn't know what that was until you told oh, it's, me. Um, so Ryan does not, out here on our little ranch, as Ryan's cousin calls it, it's a farm. We can see for miles. We don't have a neighbor for a mile, so that's a real thing. Um, we have no shade. He will not let me have any trees out here. I don't want trees. Yeah, he doesn't want anything to block his view. So we have no shade. Well, there's a pool in the backyard with no shade. and um, Which means in the fall, it doesn't get leaves in it. <laughs> that's true, and that's wonderful and all that. But I'm telling you, in July, even in June, it sometimes it's nice to get away and like get in the shade. <laughs> get out of all that sun and vitamin D absorption. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but anyways, a pergola is, the purpose of it is to provide shade. But it's not so. like a true cover. It's not a cover. It's no. like wooden slats. Yeah. You know, you make four posts in the ground and put wooden slats between them. And it's yeah. just, it's filtered sunshine, basically. It is. It yeah. is. Just a shade. It provides shade. Right. And that's what we need out here. So I thought, oh, it would be great to have just a pergola sitting out in the yeah. backyard. <laughs> as long as it doesn't block Ryan's view of anything. No. <laughs> but I'm not looking for like a two foot one. I want like a 12 foot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. 
<laughs> Something really big. So that's what that's. I wish you would have taken a construction class so you could build one of those real easy. Yeah. Yeah. If my dad didn't live two hours away, he would get one done for me. I'm sure. sure. <laughs> but you know, even if we wanted to hire a contractor to come do it, he probably there's probably not very many around, and the ones that are around are super busy. I bet because they're good and they're getting work done for people. Speaking yeah. of contractors and building stuff, oh, I got. A trailer, a flatbed semi-trailer just given to me by Seth. Mm-hmm. And it had no boards on it. It's a 40-foot trailer. So That's I, a big one. All I had to do was put boards up. Basically, I just wanted a spray tender trailer where I put tanks and totes of chemicals and all kinds of stuff on it and pull up my semi. When you say tender, I'm thinking about tender meat, like a tender steak. Oh, I thought steak. you were going to say the app. <laughs> T- oh, well, that too. Can you explain what a tender is to well, it, non-farming it, people? It feeds the sprayer. As a sprayer's out there, I run out of spray. I just drive up to my flatbed wagon with all my chemicals on it and water. I uh-huh. reload and keep going. Okay. So I had to buy the lumber for that thing. And I got a 16-foot 2x10s and 16-foot 2x8s. And by the time I salt-treated, all... The total cost of it was over a thousand dollars in lumber alone. That little of lumber, mm-hmm. it's like holy shit! How is anybody affording to build anything right now? I have no idea, because then that brings us to like, where are people working at? <laughs> Why is the price so high? Is it that where? big of a demand? I mean, I realize with lower interest rates, people can are more incentivized to build a new house. You know, yeah, you know, uh, your money costs less, mm-hmm. but. When the, when just lumber, honestly, it probably comes down to CDL drivers. They can't get it moved. Yeah. That's probably I, right. I bet it, I bet it is. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably right. So it's nuts. I wonder what else you want to talk about. Well, I had a question posed, yeah. um, about your favorite brand of tractor. Do you have a favorite brand of treader? I do. <laughs> I do. You do. Yeah. And the ones that are paid off and I don't care what color they are. <laughs> So it doesn't matter. Don't care. Yeah. What's your favorite? Brand? I mean, honestly, I have John Deere. I have bought John Deere tractors the past five years because I like them. I, I, I like, I just, I like the way they drive. I like, I like the, the glass that's in them. you know, how you could, how easy it is to see out of them. Uh-huh. You know, um, I don't know. I like them. And then I like the technology okay. that John Deere has and the way it all communicates with communicates with each other because you're cutting edge on technology when it comes to this. uh not cutting edge anymore i used to be yeah now i'm kind of married to what i've got and i like it now i'm probably getting more of like oh well this is bigger and better i don't care i'm just going to use my ab line and go on mm, but okay. yeah i was pl- i was planting with auto steer i would say before most people were around here mm-hmm. you know okay. but now everybody's got it, so that's I'm not really on the cutting edge anymore. But as far as like your planting and stuff goes, you use technology like prescription planting. Oh, yeah. and, and all that stuff, and a lot of people still don't use that, but there are a lot of people who do. Right, so, right. But okay. see, like even that, that's not cutting edge anymore. I mean, th- th- a lot of people do that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know. Okay. Now, was I one of the first around here to do some of that stuff? Probably. Yeah. I haven't talked to everybody about how quickly they jumped on the technology mm-hmm. bandwagon, but mm-hmm. no, my my favorite tractor is probably a John Deere, just okay. because. I got an 8235. I like the way it rides. I got an 8310. like the way it rides. It's just, they're good tractors. Okay. So, what about um, your uh, favorite lawnmower brand? My favorite lawnmower brand? <laughs> yes. 
Well, her name was Marilyn Rafferty. I paid her $50 a week, a week to, to come out and mow. mow my lawn. That was my favorite lawnmower brand. And then you came along. And then I came along. So now Jessica, Jessica Peter is uh, my favorite lawnmower brand. Okay, I got you. We do have a, a Z-Track John Deere. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You showed up with that one day. I didn't even get to pick it out. You showed up with it. Yep. <laughs> I, I push. Listen, I push mowed the the yard in between Marilyn's mowing because she came once a week, and sometimes it needed done twice twice a week, especially when during the rain and stuff. But uh, <laughs> I push mowed the lawn, which is how many acres? Maybe two. Yeah, probably. I, yeah, that's a lot with a push mower. Yeah, <laughs> she was sweating like she had just cut herself with a knife. It's a good workout. <laughs> Jeez. It did. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. I appreciate my lawnmower. And it works great. So, okay. Um, what do you think about Ukraine? Do you have any idea now? Russia and Ukraine with the sh- Russian s- uh, ship sinking and all that? I, it it sounds to me like Ukraine's whipping Russia's ass. You think so? I, yeah, I I don't think so. You don't. Well, no, how come? No, I just don't think so. Or do you even think there's a war still? I think that this is just a very odd situation. And Zelensky's out there giving all of these photo ops and all of these dramatic wartime pictures and stuff. And we watched a documentary showing that Ukraine had been in war for a very, very long time. They had just gotten out of this war in between itself and now And then like three weeks later Russia invades. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. all of these pictures of the the grave sites and stuff. I, there's just something weird going on. You know on. what I don't get? What's that? Is, you know, I forget which news magazine it was. I'm thinking it was last Sunday on 60 Minutes, and I didn't watch it because I can't stand 60 Minutes, but <laughs> I saw a blurb on it on a different channel the next day. Uh-huh. And one of the reporters for 60 Minutes went over and talked to Zelensky. Yes. In, in Kiev or Kiev or however Kiev, you, yeah. however you pronounce that. Okay. Now, if this is a war-torn area, right? and I mean bombs and missiles and grenades are being lobbed and thrown everywhere, how the hell did that guy get over there? It's just a simple common sense question. Like, Mm -hmm. how, if it's that bad, how did this, how did this happen? Mm -hmm. Well, Boris Johnson, he went over there. I know. Isn't this nuts? It's nuts. It makes a guy wonder, like, how bad is it really? And, And how much of this stuff that the news is reporting to us is fake? I know. I know. I question everything. Oh, well, whenever you see simple stuff like that, it's mm-hmm. like, huh, that's weird. Did that Russian ship really sink? Of yeah. course, Russia, Ukraine's saying they sunk it. Russia's just saying uh, it caught on fire and sunk. Yeah. It just. It's very odd. It, it's very odd. My jury is still out. It yeah, is still out. I don't and I, know. I can't make a decision on it. I feel like this is all just kind of a show. Well, but, and another thing is, is that um, this Hunter Biden laptop report, there's more people diving into all of the stuff. And mainstream media, liberal media is reporting on Hunter Biden's involvement. And, um, you know, the, the conversation that you and I had is you said, I can't understand why Biden isn't stopping this stuff from happening over in Ukraine. Why isn't Biden stepping up to do this? I can't answer that question. That's what you said. Yeah, because we know that he's been in bed with the Ukrainians. Him and Hunter both have. So why, why are they just letting, it just seems like they're letting Ukraine just get rolled over. Uh, yeah. So, so why? Wh- but why? Because they want to hide these relationships and, and all of the business dealings that they've had. So why wouldn't he help out more than what he is doing? 
even he, I mean, he's still helping out, but he's not like <laughs> sending troops over like Ukraine expected him to. Well, didn't Supposedly. we just send a bunch of equipment over there, like eight hundred billion dollars or eight hundred million dollars? Eight hundred million million with yeah, an this M. Past week, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's very odd. It's you very know, very odd. Here would have been something nice had it had it been planned a little bit better. Uh-huh. Uh, you remember all that military equipment in Afghanistan that we just yes. left? Yes. That'd have been real nice in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. You know. And Trump says that that was cutting edge stuff. They yeah. just left over there. Yeah. Yep. So hmm, Trump's plan said, "I want every, I want every screw, every nail. I want it all. Get do, it all. Don't care how much it costs. Get it all." Do we have an ass of the week? I found one. <laughs> <laughs> you, there's a whole Webster. Yeah. You found an ass of the week. Yes. Okay, folks, I'm just warning you. Okay, come on, Webster, let's go. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> in Cleveland, Ohio, there's a municipal municipal court judge, Pinky Susan Carr, um, says that she struggles with menopause and sleep apnea. And let me get the article headline for you. This judge out of Cleveland says, don't blame me. She says that a hundred instances of her misconduct on the bench are due to menopause and sleep apnea. <laughs> That's what the judge is blaming. <laughs> on on her misconduct, yeah. She's been charged with a hundred counts of misconduct. Wow. Mm-hmm, since 2017. So two out of five of her charges, um, the categories are lack of decorum and dignity and abuse of contempt of power and failure to recuse herself on some cases. So <laughs> she's she's blaming her her bad her bad mojo <laughs> on sleep apnea and menopause. I'm not kidding. This is a real thing. <laughs> well, if you can blame your problems on those two things for misconduct, I guess it, would that would that same argument stick if I murdered someone? I uh, I don't know. I, not I because I can't go through menopause because I'm a boy. <laughs> Yeah, but oh, I I had to smash and grab Robert. I just had to do it. I just sleep apnea. (laughs) I ordered that CPAP machine. It just didn't show up. Yeah, yeah. She um she conducted hearings without the prosecutors present to avoid compliance issues. Oh my god! And she also um wears inappropriate attire to the courtroom, like tank tops, t shirts, and sneakers. Oh, so flip flops. She really shows respect <laughs> to the courtroom. Yeah, you know, I've always I was always told that if you ever end up in a courtroom, it's the judge's courtroom, and you respect it. Mm-hmm. So like you dress up when you go to court. You wear suit, shirt and tie. You know, mm-hmm. you don't go there wearing work boots, white T-shirt, and pair of Wranglers. Just the same as, like, women should not be showing up in, in a revealing top or a right. bl- blouse or right. whatever. Yeah. But yet, yeah, this this judge, I guess, being... It sounds to me like she's above the law, so she doesn't yeah. have to adhere to any of these things. Right. So, <laughs> she actually... There's a... There is a... Um, some sort of series, and it's called... It's based off of a Mississippi strip club, okay? And she's acting as a, as the judge in this series whatever it's called I don't even know the name of it but the board has um <laughs> recommended that she lose her her seat for 2 years and um call her license into question the board's report states that countless lawyers and judges have dealt with fatigue and menopause during their careers without violating the rules of professional conduct <laughs> 
so news flash. This is just like a degradation of our society. It's just it's well, just it's just of, it's just making excuses for one more person just to be worthless. Yes, mm-hmm. sleep and this apnea. Is, this is a and judge. Menopause. Yeah, this is a judge. I don't know how yeah. many court cases she's seen in the last. I don't know, five, ten years. Yeah, she's been on the bench for a long time. So, jeez. Well, I think we'll wrap it up right there. Sounds good. Leah Thomas is still a boy. Yes, he is. Were you born an American? <laughs> yes, and I'm not going to forget to be one. That's right. <laughs> you guys have a great Easter Sunday. Enjoy it. We'll see you next week. Adios. Adios.